Come on, take me to the pilot, leave me to the chamber, take me to the pilot. I am but a stranger. Na na na, na na na, na na na, na na na. Anyway, welcome back to BLT. This is episode. Six. Yeah, what's up, Luke? Question. He's Sorry, got his I'm arm raised. See his hand um, up. What was that? That's uh, a bit of an Elton John medley. Yeah, huh. we went from take, take me to the pilot. We did, from, yeah, we did a bit of border song, and then we went into um, take me to the pilot. I'm a hits man. I'm sorry. That two of his hits, two of his hits. I know Rocket yeah. Man, still standing. Yep, and the other one. Mm. <laughs> there are at least eight more very famous. What about Tiny Dancer? That one. That's the other Hold one. Me I watched a video the other day of John Frusciante playing um, Tiny Dancer. Was it good? It was the best thing I've ever seen the Red Hot Chili Peppers do. Sorry, now Blake's lost. That's the guitarist from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Blake, to give you the same look as I gave you at the start of the episode. So the Red Hot Chili Peppers were a band that... (laughs) They're a funk rock band that kind of peaked in 2006. You know what's funny? Majority of their career happened before Blake was born. Mm. Damn. Isn't that wild? That (laughs) makes me feel old because I'm... But I like them when after they were kind of... No. They've been been around for a minute. You were a Stadium Arcadium man, right? Staunch Stadium Arcadium man. I mean, Californication and uh, By the Way of the Goat. Oh, are are they two separate albums? Yep. Couldn't give a fuck. By the way, is on the album with like throw away your television and other oh, slammers like yeah, that. Yeah, by the way, I don't care. Hate the chilies. <laughs> yeah, you are very against the chili peppers. Yeah, they are the most overrated band of all time. That's not true. Dude, their singer hits like, you know what? Dude, Kings, Imagine Dragons is a band. I don't care. Radioactive goes hard. Yeah, that song does go hard. Anthony Kiedis writes his lyrics by. Uh, typing a word into his iPhone text chat and hitting the autocorrect, like the the fill-in responses. You know how you could do that? <laughs> you know, you type like I and then the word comes up, want yeah. to run. That's how he comes up. I reckon now he just puts it into like chat GPT, like write another Red Hot yeah. Chili Pepper song about California. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> like, uh, he's like California Wikipedia page in the style of Anthony Kiedis and then he just Control C, Control Vs. You know what I keep saying on TikTok? The dude who's the lead singer for Imagine Dragons. He's ripped now. He's he's shirtless and running around. Yeah, but he just takes his shirt off on stage and then you just think, oh my God, like surely that's only for radioactive. But then you'll turn up the audio on the clip and he's like, this is going to be the best day of my life. (laughs) My life. I, 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 I. Is that that Imagine Dragons? I think so, yeah. Damn, Is it not? No, they have a really upbeat song. Or is that One Republic? Dude, no, I, those bands no. are interchanged in my head. Yeah. Like, I, I forget, um, is Counting Stars by... One Republic. One Republic. Um, uh, best Day is the, the best of it's, my... It's too late. No, it wasn't. Say so. That's American No, authors. apologize. Apologize. It's too late. That's to Bieber. Yeah. 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 And then Timberland, featuring Timberland, all it is... Eh. Eh. Oh, no, that really upbeat kind of happy song is... Yeah, he has his shirt off and he's like... Yeah. Thunder, feel the thunder, oh, yeah. <laughs> lightning <laughs> and the thunder. Have you seen that one where he? Um, <laughs> it's the most, the most amazing video I've ever seen. Someone's filming him from the nosebleeds in a stadium or whatever. Firstly, really funny because he's on stage with his shirt off, and then when he jumps off stage, he jumps off stage and runs into the crowd. But as the camera pans across, there's like four rows of people, and then the rest of the floor is completely empty. 
So he's just got like no one in the audience. <laughs> but it's a video of the Imagine Dragons guy, takes off his shirt, sweaty as fuck, ripped, looking chiseled. He jumps off the stage, starts sprinting through the crowd and he gets all the way up the back and starts coming around towards the stage. And as he sort of runs and leans in, he collides with a woman <laughs> and sends her flying. And everyone in the audience goes, ooh. And then he slows down and like picks her back up and she starts standing up and he gives her a hug and then he just sprints back to the stage. He's like, I'm standing up. I feel <laughs> it in my bones. The more yeah. I think about the Imagine Dragons, welcome song. to the concrete. <laughs> <laughs> the more oh. I think about the lyrics in Imagine Dragon songs, the more I like realize that most music or most lyrics in general sound absolute dog shit on the page. Like, yeah. imagine like that ripped fuck sitting down one day and just going, "Okay, just a young gun with a quick fuse. Want to let." Want to let tight? Want to let loose? Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that real lyrics? <laughs> He's like, just a young gun with the quick few. Yeah, it is. I was up tap. Want to let loose? Does he I fart in between each of the lyrics? That's so grim. That's yeah. like, yeah, but that's everything though. Like that's like what we do is grim. The transcript. When I read my stand up, <laughs> it's grim, and then when I say it, oh, it's even worse. No, <laughs> no, but you could still read the transcript of you. No, but it's true. It's like funny. yeah, you'd see with a jokes are but it's also like uh it's delivery based right it's like yeah, music yeah. sure like yeah, if you saw point. last night in uh i'm an artist man if you saw last <laughs> night in werribee the transcript of me going <laughs> it says on my page gesture uh car dealership balloon swingy thing and then in quotations where's the clip <laughs> Yeah, that would be a good bit though. You're like, you're like, what is he doing? I guess you had to be there. You had to be there. God. Well, anyway, welcome to BLT, guys. Um, I am the B in BLT. And what's your name? Blake. Just in case people uh, yeah. were rattled. You lagged a bit there. Well, 400 people in Werribee know it now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what an intro. Well, I'm, before we get to that, I'm Luke. I'm the L in BLT. That's the lettuce of the sandwich. Um, I'm Tyler. I'm the T in BLT. I'm the Turpentine. Um, <laughs> this is a BLT made by an abusive father in a damaged household, <laughs> and he's at the end of his end of his wit, and he can't take it anymore. And he's decided that he can't take the nagging of his wife and kids, and so he makes them a bacon, lettuce, and turpentine sandwich. And then before he delivers it to them for breakfast, he snaps back to reality and thinks. What have I done? Quite. So he himself Tyler at eight years old. But, um, <laughs> so he himself eats the bacon, lettuce, and turpentine sandwich, and passes away peacefully <laughs> as he vomits all over himself and sweats to death on his front porch. Anyway, what are we talking about today, guys? <laughs> yeah, <love. laughs> um, that felt too real. Well, I, uh, we all have our trials and tribulations. That could also be the tea. Maybe I'm the trials and tribulations of the sandwich. Last night in Werribee. Uh, look, maybe <laughs> maybe I was trying to promote the pod. I don't yeah. know what I was thinking. I think I was trying to <laughs> just amuse Blake, which is a definite problem with a lot of what we do is yeah. putting more time into amusing each other personally onto uh, <laughs> than the audience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's good man Make him feel included In this one big Happy family Well I, I was Blake was opening uh, For me And I was like Oh guys I've got a very special Opening act for you You guys might know him Actually He's the B In the BLT podcast Dude The silence Was crazy <laughs> It was deafening <laughs> no, Actually that's not true Because it was us Giggling in the microphone <laughs> 
Surely there was at least one person in the audience. No who was one like, went. Woo! Oh, um, maybe they just hate you. Maybe yeah. nobody hates the bacon though. No, um, that's true. Uh, but then uh, I, uh, I I did because uh, you were very. It was the first show of the tour, so you were very worried about the quality of the show, which you uh, rectified very quickly. Yes, and the show is very good. So uh, I just thought I'd get one back on him by just going. Now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's time for the man you've come to see. Uh, you, you have paid you have paid top dollar for the worst version of this show. Would you please welcome to the stage, Luke Kidgel? Yeah. He, before he goes on stage, brings up the fact that they've paid money, and then also brings it up that it's the first night. So God, that's point- worse than what I did to you in Shepparton when I called you the <laughs> greatest comedian in Melbourne or something. <laughs> I called you my, Melbourne's funniest man, I think, yeah, which yeah. is a disgustingly high bar for, yeah, exactly. for someone who who is too much of a shorty to reach it. It's <laughs> a, no, no, I'm joking, I'm pretty hard to win after you've been introduced on Mike as uh, this is, is essentially what you're about to watch is a draft. <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> kind of like how he sold it. But yeah. um, uh, yeah, they, they went all right. The, the first one, hey, it's a first show. Yeah. I was a little bit rattled. I uh, a lot going on. Had someone with Tourette's in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was actually quite good fun. They were great. Someone, someone with Tourette's. Yeah, they're tick oh, this time. How do, you, how do you? How would you even talk to someone with Tourette's in the crowd? Have you, yeah, no, have you ever handled a situation like that before? No, I, I, I've dabbled. <laughs> You've dabbled, have you? Yes. Yeah, they don't call it TikTok for nothing, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he's done it again. <laughs> Take the rest of the episode off, yeah, brother. No, that was great. Uh, he's unplugging the mic now. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be sucking himself off in the other room. Anyway, <laughs> her tick was good. It was it was classic because at first I think, oh, not that you want to go in with doubt. I, I go in. Was that a tick? Yeah, that was accidental. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually kissed the microphone. I was like, I was just reminding the BLT fans, like, still is here. It, is it that easy? I'd have to play something phallic in front of your face and you'll kiss it. Is it? Is it? A t- <laughs> Is it is it the tip of a microphone or does it just remind him of his cock in his mouth every night? <laughs> anyway, carry on. Yeah, we talk on. about autofellatio so fucking much for this for one podcast. Yeah, because it's so present <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah. Like last week, I was just kind of being arrogant. This week, I'm sucking the microphone <laughs> accidentally. Mm, yummy. Her tick was. And I, this is the thing. I try not to doubt them because. Blake also said, and so did my brother, like when she first did it, it sounded like she was kind of just trying to get on TikTok. And you never want to be that person. You don't want to like doubt someone's disability. No. Right? But she just goes, fuck you. Fuck you, wanker. Fuck you. And she hadn't done it for 25 minutes of the show. This is like halfway through the show. Mm. So it was just like completely out of nowhere. And Look, there's people in the comments who always go, oh, these people are faking it, blah, blah, blah. They're not. I meet them at the shows. They're definitely not faking it. No, no one. Why would you want to fake it? None of the honest. ones that I've posted have been fake. People who comment that are idiots, right? Yeah. This one felt a little bit odd at first until then, after she went, fuck you, wanker. And I went, oh, do you have Tourette's? And she went, ha, ha. <laughs> so one of her She tics- sounded like Nelson from The Simpsons. <laughs> one of her tics oh. was she'd say something and then she would follow it up with, ha, ha. And I was like, no one's making that shit up. No, you don't want to do that. That was way too niche. And then she like was talking about Tourette's camp and the people she met there. And I ended up being very fun interaction as usual. Um, it was great. That's crazy. Oh my God. 
Oh, Blake Pavian making me go back and edit things. Name a more fucking iconic duo. <laughs> Oh my fucking god! Uh, oh god, damn you, Blake Payton! <laughs> no, but it was it was very much real. She sounded very lovely. Um, had a great interaction. I actually realised afterwards, very rude on my part. Never asked for a name. What did you say? No, he's just he's just, just laughing. Off. I'm just laughing. Sorry. Um, no. but yeah, it was great. And then, oh man, I, I maybe should wait for the clip. No, I don't want to regurgitate things that happen at the show. Just wait for oh. the clip. Yep, that was one really good bit. And I'll tell you the funniest bit. It was just very funny. Okay. And by the way, I've Wait, you're going to tell us now? You're going to wait for the clip? I'll just tell you, I guess. Yeah, cool. Thank and you. And then you'll see it again online. Can't wait. My, I don't know. I, don't, I also don't post every interaction I have. That's another thing people oh. think. They think Blake and I talk to someone and they go, people have chairs and go, look forward to seeing that on TikTok. I'm like, you wasn't, actually think a bit much of yourself. Yeah, wasn't yeah. that exciting? That's my favorite thing too, is a lot of the comments when they're like, um, that's that's got to be a... That's going to be a place to, it's like going to be an actor. This is set up. This is fake. I'm like, do they realize both, like you do two shows a night, nearly six nights a week on average when we're on tour. Mm. And you would talk to people in the crowd probably three or four times a show separately. Yeah. That's a lot of interactions that we can pluck from. Yeah. Some, some shows we'll go like six shows in a row where we upload nothing. Yeah. And a yep. lot of them suck, but some of them are golden. And, it's and like they suck. Often they're just repetitive. Like the subject yeah. matter is repetitive because you ask like a younger person what they do. And you're like, yeah, yeah I've already done heaps of clips where I talk to people who work at McDonald's. Yes. So I'm not just yeah. going to keep uploading those clips. I'll, I'll have the interaction in the room, make it funny. And yeah, then just move on because I'm like, well, I've kind of done that. Yeah, I, I think people don't realize how much work goes into the clips. I think they just think, oh, funny man, the sets piece. camera up and then all of a sudden clip is cut and subtitled on, on TikTok. <laughs> I don't think a comedian has used a plant in the audience since the mid-90s. No, there's I think no, that's there's, the there's biggest. There's literally no need, especially when you're in a place like Bundaberg. <laughs> you know, you can't script what happens there, man. No, I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions in stand-up to like what a normal person thinks is they go, let me guess, you've just planted someone there. Why would I do that? Yeah, but you know that's why that so is much too- admin. Dude, yeah. I can't even remember my own script. But that's because- no. <laughs> Let alone the script of another person. All right, they've said this This is what line. you have to do. They have to get into the mind of someone who is like so single digit IQ enough that they, ha- they leave hate comments on randoms TikToks is that they don't have the charisma or wit to improvise a conversation on stage with randoms. They couldn't, they can't fathom the idea that you can stand on stage with a microphone and have a conversation with someone else. You know what I mean? Yeah. This thing at home, that's to be fake. (laughs) You guys don't even care that much, but it makes me so mad. Yeah, you get more triggered by it. I do. It's just infuriating. I think we're immune. You'd be the most immune. I think I've just seen them all by now. I I see people every video going fake and I'm like, okay. Yeah. I just, I'm burnt because one time I, um, one time I, Post, made a post on Reddit about a new album that had come out <laughs> and then I was writing about the album what I thought about it and then um, I realised that my punctuation was off in one spot so I went back and edited like a, a full stop on it and then someone was like you're wrong about this and I'm like no I literally wrote about it in the comedy like no nah, you went back and edited it and everyone on Reddit downvoted me and made me look like an idiot even though I was right the whole time wait do you think people on Reddit unintelligent yeah. get fucked don't yeah. say that don't support <laughs> my community that I hold dearest to me. I'm still upset about it. Yeah. You can smell Reddit comments. You can. Through the screen. You oh, can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so she's talking about Tourette's camp. And, by the way, I've, I'm desperately trying to go to one. Don't worry. I, I got invited to Tourette's camp, Victoria. 
Yeah, the, the head of Victoria hit me up, but it was in March when I was in the UK. Mm. There was one in Victoria. I was like, I'd love to go on one. Oh. I was like, you don't have to pay me. I will be there in a heartbeat. I will fly, pay for it out of my own pocket because that will be the best gig I ever do. Yeah, that's really good. That's really convenient. Then you can throw out all that um, those plans you were making to fake Tourette's and get into the camp in a stealthy way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you were cooking up that up for a couple of months. I know you were working on that as like a pet project for a while. Yeah. But this girl goes, to, when we all got to Tourette's camp, it's one of the things. Because I asked her, oh, sorry, I'm not sure if this is insensitive, but like, do you guys kind of like, it's something I've always wanted to know about it. I'm like, yeah. do you guys just set each other off? <laughs> well, like a- <laughs> because they do because i notice that they often tick when i start talking to them more because in they've explained to me i've talked to the a lot of people who have Tourette's now after shows yep. and in high pressure environments when their heart rate goes up and they feel yeah. s- feel stressed they can't control the impulse what's well, a neurological yes thing, so it? often that's why they start ticking more as i engage conversation because they're like oh shit 500 people are yeah. listening to me but yet throughout the show when i'm talking they don't they might well, no, be phys- uh, physically ticking, but not verbally. Well, they're probably getting mentally stimulated and, yeah. and then getting set off by your interaction. And then they start having a conversation with me and they go, this is the least stimulating thing that's happened all night. <laughs> I remember the first I can time vouch I, for that. I remember the first time I ever met someone with Tourette's. Like, because I was like, I'm from a small town, nobody ever had Tourette's. So like when we were in year 12, we had this excursion to the University of Wollongong. They bring all the like uh, uh, mid-tier to dumb kids on that field trip. So I was... Right in there on yeah. that bus Hang straight on. away. They sorted excursions via intelligence. Well, no, it was kind you of You went just to Coros High School, mate. It would have been everyone. <laughs> what were you say? I was going to be like, uh, just uh, what we do in comedy, mate. We, uh, we make jokes. Oh, he was making oh, jokes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought that was some like, I can't tell anyone. Whenever you talk about stuff from your country town school, I just believe <laughs> it. Yeah, it's pretty sad that both of us were like, yep, sounds pretty standard to Coro <laughs> High School. That's fair enough. Yeah. I'll give you that actually. But we do. We went to this like, the year 12 has got to like University of Wollongong just to see if like uni's for them if they haven't decided on uni yet. Yep. And um, <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> Is this the one where you got in trouble for having a beer? No, same trip, but... <laughs> Different, different moment. He went to the pub on a school excursion once. Fuck. <laughs> in is, Wollongong. I was 18, no supervision. They gave us free time. What I, what was I supposed to do? Well, you um, got in trouble for it. I got in trouble for it, yeah. Um, mm. We talked about it a lot on Luke and Lewis back in the That's, day when oh, I was yeah, like 18. Yeah. Um, go back and watch that. Cool. Um, I, I won't be doing that. But anyway, carry on with your story. <laughs> so, but like a day before that happened, we got like – like free time to go and like explore the union stuff like that and we had to like go with because all these other random schools would come as well so i met this guy who went to like school in newcastle or something like that yeah and i didn't know he had tourettes he didn't tell me right so we're like we're going to like the local iga like or whatever the like local convenience store is Mm. at the university and we go in we buy our stuff and stuff like that i go in first tap through i'm done he comes through with his stuff puts his stuff down on the register and the cash register lady just goes oh hi how are you today and then he's like yeah good good thanks and then he just like sticks up his hand like you know how people fake having like a gun in their jacket he just goes under their shirt he just goes stick them up give us your money and then I was like, what the fuck, man? And then he's like, oh, sorry, I've got Tourette's. <laughs> what the hell? If Bro's got that Gran Torino tick. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, if you probably should let someone know if your tick is uh, briefly making someone think they're an accomplice to a robbery. Yeah. yeah. Or, or even the, maybe the lady at the cash register. Oh, he did apologize for it. I guess he wasn't sure how yeah. the tick would come out. Damn, that's crazy. It was insane, man. Yeah, the one last night is... Uh, so she's like, oh, what happens when you'll get to the camp? And she goes, oh, we'll, we'll kind of sit around a room. And she goes, I guess it becomes a situation where no one really wants to 
well, like wants to tick first. Yeah, and she course. goes, the head of like whoever was running the camp came out on the stage and kind of did a talk and she was holding a baby like she just had a kid. Mm-hmm. Full time as she was doing the talk. I think that's what she said. Yep. Or there was a baby next to her. There was a baby present. Kind of doesn't really make sense actually. Why, why was the person holding a baby? Oh, I just took it as fact. But anyway. Yep. The person had a baby. No one said anything for like a few minutes. And then she gets to the end of her speech. And the first person to tick in the room was someone just screamed, kick it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such a great first oh hit Oh my God. Like they've all refrained. They've all been like, you know. Yeah. Trying that's not to. really good. I was about to say. And then like, one bloke was just I cannot hold this in. <laughs> nah, nah. And, and then, then did they start setting each other off because of that? Yes, and then I, they all just started going. Apparently, like those little balls in like The Incredibles when they just start <laughs> fucking leeching on everything. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. And then she said one of her ticks is I don't have a tick. She's like, which is really unfortunate. <laughs> so she'll be like on a train or something and go, "Fuck you, wanker, ha ha." Sorry. And then one of her ticks is I don't have a tick. <laughs> okay, well you're not fooling anyone if you're saying it like that. Context is everything. Yes. Yeah. So again, don't, she, she should be pretty safe. It's another classic thing where the transcript, you're like, well, right, well, you said. That's true. That's a good point. Wouldn't hold up in court. That's all I'm saying. No, no not absolutely at all. not. But no, that it's great. And it's always, uh, it's always fun. It, what is weird is the crowd gets so excited and yeah. it makes me feel a lot of pressure in that moment to like. It, it is quite. Recreate. I mean, it's it's, it's kind of crazy and uncalled. You know, you, you wouldn't be able to bet it, but it's kind of nice how you've kind of cultivated a. As Tourette's safety air. You know what I mean? Like I think it's cool. It's great. I think it's great too. It's, it's even it's like good. you get a lot of people with terminal illnesses come along because of your cystic fibrosis. Yeah, but I fucking hate that and I don't want to create yeah. a safe environment whatsoever. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, you almost very reached like a nice moment for once on this podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're like, just put the microphone to your asshole and shit all over it. <laughs> no, you have this like, I think that's the major difference between you and me on stage. You are like, you can make it like nice and wholesome, but also funny at the same time. But then a girl will be like, like, and I, I just, my thing is just like, I'll say the most out of pocket thing mm. and try to do that. So what do you mean? Oh, like he's describing cheap laughs. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know what that is. Cut that. We're cutting that. We're cutting that. Anyway, cutting that. That is so staining in <laughs> after what you fucking done to me, you dog. Uh, uh, I, I get what you mean is um, often your clips are like, but it's because you divide it. You often ask people like, oh, who has an effed up family or like uh, who's about to die soon or yeah. you ask yeah. people like yeah. you invite negativity yeah i do yeah. a lot of the time because no one's gonna like come out with the story like it's always just like yeah my dad's a pedophile and does heroin yeah mm. and even when i do tend to get a wholesome moment i without fail fuck it up every single time like in melbourne when the people were like oh we we're a couple but we broke up about three months ago but um we saw your show uh like we, with luke a couple of months ago and we just thought you were fucking awesome so that sort of like brought us back together and then everybody like clapped me and i was like oh this is awesome i was like why'd you guys break up i fell out of love and had an emotional affair with his best friend <laughs> the, the dude's like wait what <laughs> i remember they looked at each other and were like oh good point maybe we should have another conversation <laughs> <laughs> show's over <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, no, the first couple of shows went well. I, it was rattled on the first one, I will admit, but then the second one completely turned it around. It's great. Um, yeah. It's good. It's good. I, I needed it. Yeah, well, it's good to be here. 
Someone someone would say I um organized that first show with um hotel reception Don't because stop it was a wake up call. <laughs> Third time is not the charm. Yes. Great. He's really proud of that one. Great joke. It is an objectively good joke, I thought, in Perth as well when it got absolute silence. Yeah, I sat on stage <laughs> in Perth and um oh boy, it was like I'd announced a member of the BLT podcast onto a stage. It was <laughs> Man. Speaking of wake-up calls, I, I really need one. I'm so tired, bro. Genuinely tired. Yeah, but that means you wouldn't need one. No, I do need one because I'm so sleepy. Uh, right, but you don't literally need one. Okay, well, fuck you because your semantics. you've clearly had too many because you've been waking up too early. Yeah, no, I woke up quite late because I fell asleep very late. Right, right. I've had lack of sleep, short amount of sleep, later time. Yeah. It's the tour. The tour life has thrown me off. And I came home yesterday. Oh, no, we came home a couple of days ago. But yesterday, we had a busy day. We were doing stuff. And then I was like, oh, I better go back to the gym. I haven't been to the gym in a while. And I have this new, pre-work- <laughs> new pre-workout. Mm. And I took, I took a scoop. It was too late. And it literally kept me up all night. What is in pre-workout? Yeah, I don't I know gym guy okay. stuff. Here's what I'm going to tell you about this pre-workout. I'm going to tell you the story of when I acquired this pre-workout. A normal pre-workout just has like caffeine in it, right? So it's like a coffee, like a like a hyper coffee. Does it make you shit yourself? Yeah, super liquid stomach for sure, hundred percent. You always do send Snapchats of yourself like in the gym toilet. Yeah, and yeah, I do which go, is a bit of a party foul. But when nature calls, you got to do yeah. it. But isn't that everyone then? If everyone's taking pre-workout, it means the only they're only mm. getting number threes. They're getting no twos at the gym. Mm. It's liquids only. Yeah, this this one gives me ones. Li- li- liquids only regardless of what hole it's coming out of. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, why but I don't pre-workout, man. Can you imagine the Blake Pavey shits if he... I would literally... That would be ungodly. Oh. <laughs> the Manhattan Project would be put to shame. <laughs> My word. I have something I want to bring up <laughs> with you off record. Uh, off record? Yeah. About his shits? Yeah. Why? Because I think it will make us cut it. Exactly. Yeah, if you, if you think he's well. going to make us cut it, then fuck it. Yeah, it's about last night. Yeah. Oh, what did he do? Did he not flush? There was no fucking scraper, man. <laughs> oh, you left a little bit of a present, did he? Dude, I thought you threw up. It was yellow. What the... F- why are you sitting around <laughs> And then I it? came out... <laughs> I wasn't to be honest with you, man, I'm not, if you're in there long enough to look at it and assess the water, I'm surprised you still have eyebrows no, right no. now. <laughs> no, mate, mate. No, no. This is why I think he's going to make me cut it. It wasn't in the water. What? It was on the it's, bowl. N- mate, it's it it was everywhere. Look, we yeah, had KFC in the bowl, for dinner. Right? All that happened it was, was in the bowl. Oh, that's yes. okay. It was in the bowl, but like he's, I he's was picturing you like that scene in Daddy Daycare where Eddie Murphy walks in the bathroom. <laughs> the kid goes, I missed. And he goes, What do you what do you mean you missed? And he opens the bathroom, he just looks around at the roof and his face is like Argh. It was Yeah, I didn't Jackson Pollock this Wyndham Center. <laughs> Bathroom, okay. <laughs> we had KFC, and then he literally puts his rubbish in the bin from eating, like, whatever the zinger box was. And then he goes, Oh shit, this has run right through me. And then runs out. And then I go in there, maybe like 20 minutes after, and it's just a war zone in there. And because yeah, okay. you know, when like you throw up and it just goes everywhere, oh. and because it was yellow, and I was like, Oh, did you go in here and vomit? And then I realized you'd just been drinking V all day, and then just, <laughs> yeah, that's what caffeine does to you. 
Yeah. That's yeah. what I mean though. Like the same, th- you know what's Turns weird? Turns your shit into literal yeah. urine. Do you know that <laughs> feeling you get in your stomach when you're vomiting, like you're, you start vomiting and you, you go, oh, I can't stop this. My body is is forcing this out of my stomach. And you're just standing up the toilet, just vomiting and your body's tense and you go, oh, this sucks. I wish I could make it stop. But then it just happens again. You can't stop it. Mm. Pre-workout does that with my asshole. Mm. So I start just shitting and I can't stop it. And I'm like, God, this is so painful. My body, my muscles are so sore. Like a, one of those movie cartoonish like poos where the main character's like <laughs> yeah 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 like the co- the co- comic sounds but this new pre-workout does that times a million like it tortures the body why do you take it does it make you okay. feel better for the for the workout yeah so i'm going to tell you this this is what happened the first time i found so i used to take this pre-workout called c4 which already is the name of a of a grenade or a bomb. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a, it's a weapon in Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and in real life. Yeah, and boy, does it it turns you into a weapon from Call of Duty. I'll tell you that right now. But I used to take C4. I used to just run like the chemist warehouse, boring, sort of pick it up, whatever you know, generic sort of stuff. And it was treating me nicely. But one day, a couple of months ago, I'm at a shopping center with like a fancy sports nutrition store, and I was thinking, oh, okay. Sports nutrition, this could be a bit fun. Maybe I'll switch up my routine, my pre-workouts. Let's try something new. So I went into the store and I applied my method of selecting beers. Now, my method of selecting beers is a tale as old as time. I walk in and I look for the one with the coolest picture. Little, little cartoon dude, I'm sold. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what the flavor is. As long as the art and the rap is kind of cool, I like it. You buy, you consume like a child. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Marketing is all that, yeah. That's all that matters to me. You know, price point doesn't factor in? If the picture's cool enough, no. <laughs> it's like a real cool picture. I'll go, oh, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Okay. Okay, so I'm in the sports nutrition store and usually the C4 I buy is maybe $35, $40 and that lasts you like a month or two. Pretty good. And I'm perusing around. All of a sudden, I see this container with this big scary wolf face on it. It's all glittery and it's got cool lines and glowing eyes. And I'm like... Damn, that is some cool art. So I grab one that looks scary and I take it to the counter and the dude working there is this like big jacked, I don't know, he must have been French Canadian or Swedish or something, but he's like, looks like the like the rock's body on this white Swedish dude. And I put the thing down on the counter and he goes, oh, dude, dude, dude. Hey, how you doing, dude? Uh, what, what, just buying the pre-worker today. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. He really said, do-do-do-do? Yeah, he was talking like he'd just taken some of the pre-work. He sounds buffering in real time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he sounded like XQC. <laughs> do, 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 do. And I was like, oh, okay. And he goes, oh, oh wow, you've you t- uh, taken this before. I'm like, nah, I usually just take C4. And he goes, <laughs> and he just sucks in. <laughs> C4, C4 is like normal entry-level stuff. This, this is some... Powerful man, powerful stuff. I'm like, what? 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 What is it? He goes, you want quarters, half scoop, half scoop max. And I was like, what? What? What is it? And he's like, oh, it's got this illegal ingredient in it. How the fuck is this store in a shopping center selling something with an illegal ingredient? And he's telling the customers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then anyway, he goes, yeah, it's uh, it- laced with heroin or something. <laughs> <laughs> Fentanyl laced pre workout. <laughs> But he goes, he goes, yeah, it's called English walnut. It'll keep you up for days. And I was like, what? Yeah, your pump will be unlike any other, but you'll be awake for days. 
And I was like, shit. I was like scared. He's also, you could like describing it like it's dick pills. That's what yeah. I, yeah, that's what yeah. I thought too. He was like really horny about it. Like real horny energy. Yeah. Very excited, very skittish man. But he goes, yeah, great stuff. Whatever. So I pay for it, take it away. Don't take advice from a dude that clearly hasn't slept for days and is, <laughs> and is currently on the pre-workout that he's describing hey, to you. Hey, results don't lie, man. He was looking good. He was, yeah. looking, he was looking big. But you haven't slept in three days. No. Well, no you that's look, the issue. You're looking good though. Thank you so much, looking man. Good. Well, yeah. That means I feel the like only shit. Re- the only way I sort of, I visualize this man is like that big guy in all those TikTok videos. It's like, what is love? Yeah, Baby, yes. don't hurt me. That's pretty much what he looked like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I take it away and I'm looking at it. I'm kind of freaking out. And so the first time I took a quarter scoop and I was like, that's enough. But that kept me up for fucking hours. I was up all night just on the quarter scoop. Now I got used to it. I think you my should take it before we play Fortnite. We get so many more games in. <laughs> that is so true. Mm. Before I get tired, yeah, I should. Um, but I, I think my body got used to it and like adjusted to like a half scoop, and I started to up it, and I went to a full scoop, and I was like, "Damn, this is." I feel energized. I feel great. And then I because we were away for like two weeks, I didn't go to the gym yesterday. I took half a scoop at like six p.m., and I think I fell asleep at six a.m. Fuck. What? Yeah. What do you do all night? Lay. Think. <laughs> it sucked, man. You're like, not pipe, just lay. No. <laughs> just lay on my back and Nothing think. But lay. No, pout, no just, pipe. Just so you don't scroll, you're just alone with your thoughts? Alone with my thoughts. Sometimes I'll play some music because sometimes that helps me get to sleep, but no. Nah. Some demon hours there. Oh, man, some real. De- I got up at 3 a.m., started working on a new song, went back to bed. Laid there for another two and a half hours. When you guys um have those demon hours, do you like have this like specific? Do you have like a specific moment that you like look back on and just go, oh? Like, is there any specific? It's usually, just a recent thing that I did. No, nah, I've never regretted a single thing I've ever said or done in my life. So. <laughs> <laughs> I have an immaculate track history. You think of four things this week? Yep. <laughs> No, I definitely do. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. What do you think about? Do you want to say it? Uh, I don't know why this... It shouldn't keep popping up every time I think of this. <laughs> when I was like... And I don't think it's that funny either, but I just think it's funny that it keeps popping up. When I was like seven years old, uh, we had this guy come into our primary school and teach us like tennis. Like it was like tennis hot shots, like yeah. the Oz kick version of tennis. Or the tennis version of Auskick. Like, do they just get, like, little, little nets and stuff like that. And this guy comes in and starts, like, setting up all these little mini nets. And we just start doing it and stuff like that. Yep. And he's like, now, I have one rule, okay? Never touch the nets. Because my mum gets angry if I touch the nets or if anybody else touches the nets, okay? I thought he was joking. So I go like this to the net. I go... <laughs> and, then just, and then I hear from behind me, Oi! And then it's like in front of like my whole class, there's like 40 kids. And he's just like, why are you touching the net? And then I'm just like, and then I keep thinking he's joking. He's like, and I just, he, what are you touching the net for? But, it, I, but he's created a wet paint situation. Yeah. It's like, you, know, well, you wouldn't have touched you know, it if park you park bench, it. Exactly. Don't touch wet paint. You're like, how wet is it? Yeah. That's Every time. And I, um, and I, I still think he's joking. He's like, why did you touch the net? And he had like glasses on. I couldn't see his eyes. So I thought he was just doing like the fake serious thing. Yeah. He goes, why are you touching the net? And I just go like this. So I, I put my hands up in like a fisty cuff thing. And I just go. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then my teacher just looks at me. It's fucking silence, man. Like it is Stingray Romano level of silence at the Astor <laughs> Theatre. And then my teacher just goes, I think you should apologise to Mr. Adams or whatever his name was. Oh, and that's I just, really And cringe. I just go, oh, sorry. And I think about it probably twice a week. That's really grim. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so he was just, he wasn't a teacher. He was No, he just came in. And like, that's probably why I was angry because he was teaching like tennis in Korowa like a fucking loser. Yeah, nothing, you're, that's fine. Nothing bad's ever happened to you. If that's the thing that's popping up. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's true. Yeah. That, that reminds real... me of like, do you remember Luke? You're like, <laughs> I should be laughing about this, but it's pretty funny to think about for some reason. Do you remember like year nine or 10 when we had to do like community service for school and they drove us out to King Lake and like got us to help people whose houses and properties have been damaged in the Black Saturday bushfires? Yeah, I do remember that. Why the fuck did they send out a bunch of borderline autistic 15 year old high school boys? <laughs> To repair people's houses. I remember there was one family that Cheap like- Cheap labor. Free labor. I mean, they, yeah. they were paying us. I know. Cheap. Cheap. Free, cheap. Do you remember there was- one, I don't know if you were there. <laughs> they probably had to pay for a bus to get there. <laughs> Just the petrol. <laughs> they put our lives on the line on those creepy ass, like windy roads on the hillside. Yeah, I remember there was one one property we went to and then a bunch of hay bales. And like we were lifting stuff around the hay bales. It was like 20 of us. And probably 10 of the kids were like the footy boys who had like eight brain cells between nine of them. Mm. And I remember like they were like climbing the hay bales and like kicking things off the hay bales and the the owner of the house came out screaming at them and like crying and going, get off the hay bale. And I feel like I remember at the time just thinking like this has created more mess than it's, you know, it's it's helped way less than it's hurt. Oh, yeah. Mm. Like whose idea was this? Yeah, because hay bales are like expensive and also it's how they feed their cattle and like it's just yeah. like it's literally like ruining someone's livelihood in front of them after they've just lost their home. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe that happened. It wasn't That's like you, a- right? God, no, no, no. I hate confrontation. I couldn't deal with something like that. No. I'm no. a very emotionally intelligent individual. I would never do something like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's not things that really pop up like that. I'm more of like a, I think of recent shit. Like last night, I was just running the first show over in my head like- over and over and over oh everything i said wrong everything blah blah just the my i was annoyed i get annoyed at myself that i make decisions and then don't change that i have this problem where i'm quite self-destructive where so the problem with the first show was it wasn't bad but people actually still had a good time i'm just really hard on myself and yes then i also Ooh. did definitely fuck up the ending and people would have noticed that i just i did the ending jokes in the wrong order yeah. in hindsight then stuffed up something I was going to say, couldn't pivot, and then just kind Blake's of went. Nodding. I won't lie, it was a weird ending. It was weird, and yeah. I just went, oh, that's the end. And people went, oh. It was like, remember when he opened for me in Perth, and then he finished a joke, and then he was like, uh, I don't really have uh, anything good to sort of end. Um, yeah, no, nah, good on you. I've been Luke Kidgel. <laughs> <laughs> it was like that level, but I've yeah, done it. Yeah, the onstage Irish exit. I love it. Great it move. It was pretty rough. And I did some, like, <laughs> not only was I rethinking that, over and over, but I knew I almost <laughs> had acknowledged the problem during it. I opened with all the stuff about going to the UK. Yes. And they, I just, I felt them not give a shit. They were like, we're in Werribee. We don't care about this. I've never mm. been there. And I should have just changed that moment. Go on, just move on to something else and go back to that later. And I didn't. I was like, no, I've written the order now. You were, and I, you were stubborn. I just was stubborn with like, no, I thought this was the best order when I put this show together. I'm sticking to it. 
And instead of changing that, and that's what I, that last night I was running in my head. I'm just like, that shit like that. Where I'm like, why did you, why do you do self-destructive things like yeah, this? Yeah, you could tell it wasn't when working. When you, you, you acknowledge in the moment why it's not working and mm. you stuck with it. And sure enough, at the in the middle break, I changed the order, completely changed the vibe of the entire show. Yeah. Had one of the best shows I've actually had in a long time. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. cool, could have just... So that, that shit like that keeps me up. Okay. <laughs> For sure. I, I personally think about this one time when I was like 10 and mum said, hey, I'm going to order you guys pizza. And then she ordered the pizza and then she was like, I'm just going to run to the supermarket for like five minutes. I'll be back soon. But she was gone for like an hour and a half. And then the pizza guy showed up with the pizzas and, and me and myself and my older brother were like, we don't have any money. And he was like, oh, well, I've got the pizza here and I need money. So we're like, well, we're playing Kingdom Hearts on PS2. Do you want to come inside? And he was like, okay. So the pizza guy came in and played Kingdom Hearts with myself and my three brothers. And then mum came home and was like, why the fuck is this random pizza man playing PlayStation 2 with you guys? And I was like, well, you dumbass. You left for the store. We don't have any money because I'm 10 years old. I don't have a job. I can't pay for pizza. Where were you? And then she's like, well, you guys let a stranger into the house. And I was like, what's he going to do? Stay on the street with the pizza? What am I meant to do? I'm 10. I don't have the critical thinking skills. What if he's a pedophile? What am I supposed to do about it? <laughs> anyway, that's what I think about. <laughs> You've told me that story. <laughs> yeah, it happened and it's weird. What the hell, mum? If you were the pizza guy and a 10-year-old invited you in, I'd be like, oh, man, I'm probably just going to wait outside. Hey. Oh, yeah, no, you definitely like, would. I, he was, look, looking back at it, I was like, oh, big, scary adult. But it was definitely like a 15-year-old 15, 15 yeah, young yeah. dude. Who was but like, still, I'd probably just be like, oh, maybe I'll just... Re- Sit in the car Or don't even Give you the pizza Just be like I can't give you this I'm sorry I need to yeah. Take payment What is the protocol there Do you have to pay For your pizza Yeah don't know. For well, sure. I don't know. What happens if they can't pay You would take I the mean, pizza back It would happen a lot I've, I've seen videos Where a pizza man Will deliver a young woman A pizza And she's got no No methods of payment mm. She offers other services As a means of paying for it But I don't think A 10 and a 12 year old Young boy would be Quite up to snuff to apply those methods of <laughs> payment. If I'm no, being honest with you, definitely not. Um, how you said, uh, how on how you said Luke did the sort of Irish goodbye method on stage. Yeah. The term <laughs> Irish goodbye is uh, something I was not familiar with until probably last year. Hey, what do you mean by that? An Irish You've exit. You've never heard of that. An Irish. Oh, so you don't know what you it means? It is an so Irish I, exit. Is just like when you just if you're at a party and someone goes, "Oh, where's Luke?" And I go, oh, he must have gone. That's an Irish exit. Like you just leave without saying goodbye. Yeah, but why is it called an Irish exit? I got what you meant by it, like an abrupt exit, but I don't know. I, don't know I didn't even invent oh, the phrase. But I, I, yeah, I got what you meant by it. I just thought like, oh, there must be some thing that Irish people do where they leave abruptly. Why is red called red, man? Why is a leaf a leaf? That's different because <laughs> that is different. Yeah. That's not the same. Why is a sponge a sponge, man? I think it's because Niall didn't announce when he left One Direction. Okay, fair that enough. would be an Irish. That goodbye. is an Irish accent. Yeah. Why is Mr. Krabs always going SpongeBob? No, but maybe <laughs> <laughs> money, 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 money. It's probably because, like, uh, this is my guess. I thought this is what you're about to say. Is like maybe during some war or years ago they just left the country abruptly and went. Back, no? Well, can we get Jamie to pull it up? Jamie, pull it up, Jamie. Load up some photos of the monkeys fingering themselves. Uh, it's considered Irish because the Irish people believe that it's done so that, that their keys aren't taken away for being too intoxicated when trying to leave a party. Oh, because so, oh, Irish people are such alcoholics. <laughs> you have to take their keys, otherwise they'll drink drive. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's not a great rap for the Irish, is it? It's but uh, so obviously it means like you leave without saying goodbye. I learned the term Irish goodbye like probably maybe th- maybe January of this year. I really hear it for the first time. And then uh, I'm at Workers Club with uh, – it's me, Zach, uh, my videographer – uh, Lockie and Jackson Fairbairn are there and a couple of others, right? Yeah. And then we're, we're just drinking for a bit. And then they'd said the term Irish goodbye and explained to me what it meant about five hours prior. So then when I was leaving uh, the place, like the workers oh. club, I go up to every single individual member of the group at different points of the club and just go, hey, I'm going to do an Irish goodbye, okay? I'll head off. And I do it to every member of the group and then I left and then uh, I see them all the next day and then I was like, yeah, man, I did an Irish goodbye. They're like, you are probably the biggest fuckhead I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> What's the, I, bit, the bit that you told, the bit is that you told them all that I you thought, were Yeah, but I was just so excited to use the, the term Irish goodbye that I was like, hey man, I'm going to do an oh, Irish goodbye. So I thought you were going to say you say goodbye to them in an Irish accent. <laughs> <laughs> How would you even do that? Good, goodbye. goodbye, to be sure, to be sure. <laughs> He does it like this. Goodbye, I'm eating potatoes. See you later. <laughs> and I'm really Goodbye, drunk. I just survived a famine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just really excited and I used it in the wrong way. Damn. Okay, well. Yep. Yep. Anyway, this has been a great episode of Fields. <laughs> <laughs> Any, uh, anyone else want to talk about some trauma they think about at night? Who's talked about trauma? If you're referencing my pizza guy story, that was a lit party. <laughs> yeah, one of the best Kingdom of Hearts trios. You Did you say Kingdom of Hearts? You have a What's real problem with Kingdom Hearts. Man. You have Come a real on, problem please. with not only letting strange men into your house, but strange men luring you into their house. <laughs> oh, I know what you're referencing. Do we even have time? No, nah, let's save it for next for? week. Okay. I've got a. Uh, yeah, you're right. I was telling Blakey about this when we were on tour the other day. Yeah, I have a crazy Facebook Marketplace story, but we'll talk about it in the next episode. I think. How about that? A great cliffhanger. Great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Over the rainbow. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Tyler Cahill will return in Avengers <laughs> Kang Dynasty. Well, someone's got to replace Jonathan Majors, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm the closest lookalike he has. Because, so. <laughs> you know, have you seen Jonathan Ma- he was in Creed, He was in Creed 3. He was Kang. He was in Creed 3. Creed 3. I haven't seen Creed 3 yet. Can you you can imagine what he Seen looks Creed like? Creed one and two, great films. Yep, Amazing. this one doesn't have Sylvester Stallone in it. It doesn't, but it was still a great film nonetheless. Great, great like directorial them. debut from Michael B. Jordan. He did very well. Uh, to contrary to popular belief, I enjoyed Creed more than Rocky. That's not yep. contrary, and that's not even a contrarian opinion. The first Creed movie is considered a like modern classic. A lot of people would be annoyed that I said Creed is the best boxing movie of all time. No, I don't it's, think it's no. commonly considered. Equal to the original. That's a great boxing film, The Fighter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Incredible movie. With Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Christian Bale. Christian Bale, where he loses heaps of weight. You're not the one fighting here. Not you. Not you. And not you. It's me fighting over here. You guys aren't fighting, okay? I'm Mark Wahlberg. Okay. Crazy that he went. Any old Vietnamese man in the area, I'm going to curb stomp him. I'm Mark Wahlberg, okay? uh, But, you know, at this time in history, Marky Mark. Marky Mark, yeah. He went from. (laughs) To Fighter. Os- was it Oscar nominated? Yep. Yeah. Yep. To Transformers 5. <laughs> Age of Extinction, just like his career. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Dude, brutal. That's he, like... He did The Happening before that, though, didn't he? 
Yeah. Have you seen the happening? Same year, I think. Was it the same year? Imagine doing the happening. Have I seen the happening? I watched Ted for the first time like three months ago. Oh man! You don't even have to watch the happening, but you have to watch some of the best scenes of it. There's one. Do you know what it is, Luke? The happening? No. Do you know who M. Night Shyamalan is, the director? He's the twist guy. He's the twist guy, right? But he's famous for having one of the most amazing thriller movies of all time with The Sixth Sense. Is Split I'm, his movie? Yeah. Huh? I've yeah. only yeah. ever seen one. Split. You've never seen The Sixth Sense? No. Do you know what the twist in it is? Yes. What is, is it? The, is, the, is that the Bruce Willis one? Yeah, and what happened, what's the twist? Well, I don't want to say the twist because it's a spoiler. Oh, yeah, don't you spoil it a 25-year-old movie. Oh, it's where he's a... Um, He's, 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 I see dead people, right? Mm, and he's yeah. talking to the guy on the swing and it's he's, it's he's a ghost the whole time. Who is? Bruce Willis? Oh, I haven't seen it, but like the, either the kid's a ghost or Bruce Willis is a ghost. I, yeah. 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 Bruce Willis is a ghost. Bruce Willis is the ghost, yeah. yeah. But I haven't Damn. seen the film, so I really I don't really know who the characters are or what happens. I, I watched that movie for the first time with someone who had did not know the twi- what the twist was. Oh, that's awesome. I was hoping that we could do that. But that I would sure. love to be able to watch Empire Strikes back Without knowing the twist, because I'm pretty sure the first time I watched it, I already knew like I'm your father. Oh, is that the I, twist? Yeah. Also, Dumbledore dies. I thought Harry the Potter I six. thought the twist was that Yoda is an illegal immigrant, <laughs> and he smuggled himself to Dagobah <laughs> to get away from <laughs> getting deported. Garson. I can't even think of what like the biggest movie twist of like this decade would have been. Or, like uh, the Split was wild. I didn't really. I think the biggest twist of this movie so decade is that Avatar 2 was actually pretty good. Yeah. That was a crazy twist. I met the guy. James Cameron? Nope. The guy um, who <laughs> is... You didn't meet the guy. No, I didn't meet the guy. I met Why a you guy. you say this? You did not meet the guy. I met, a, I met a guy. You met a guy. I met a guy who had involvement in that film. Was he blue at any point on screen? No, he was white okay. on screen. Then oh. you didn't meet the guy. He was a human. Yeah, but f- okay, cool. No. What's his... Brendan Cow. Brennan. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, Luke met him. That's pretty cool. Yeah. He's in Avatar. I met a guy oh. too. I, 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 did a, I did a water pressure guy thing to him though. What did, you, what did you do? So he was backstage at my show in London. So he's the guy who... If you watch Avatar 2, he was the guy... The main guy was trying to... Har- harpooning the whales in yeah. Avatar 2. Yeah, he's yeah, the leader right. of the boat. Yep. He's also in Game of Thrones. Yeah, he's the one yeah. Australian dude in it. That's and pretty cool, mate, man. I um, thank you. No worries. I met a guy too. Yeah, sells pizza, comes inside strangers, and plays PS2 with kids. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a nice guy. I did that thing though, where I'm sure he's Brennan is love the guy. He's sure, he's done like really great stuff because Megan Casey were frothing. He's like he's he, he apparently he's a really good playwright. Like he writes good plays, Ooh. and they were like they were like. They were like okay. geeking out, like I love your writing and like I love your plays. Like, and Casey's like the f- oh, is it you? Like, someone's like the first player I was ever in was one of your plays. And oh, what play was it, Meg? West Side oh, Casey, Story, maybe. But <laughs> they were both geeking in. out, <laughs> and I did the same thing that I did with. Um, I did a thing. I did a water pressure guy moment where <laughs> I knew him from Avatar. I knew him from his two mainstream things. Yeah, okay. It's you like if someone stared at me and went, "You don't know me, Tourette's." Like I did that. You to don't him. own Tourette's. Yes, I do, bitch. I was you know like, who you're talking to. Oh, <laughs> Avatar two and Game of Thrones. And he went, yes, good. That's pretty. Who was he in Game of Thrones? He's the guy who kicks. And I knew the scene. I remembered it. He kicks. Uh, who's the man who loses? Gets his dick cut off. Oh, uh, that's um, Amelia Clark. No, no, the Varys. 
Barris. <laughs> Barris, not Amelia Clark. She didn't have a yeah, weenie. But you to know the with. ginger guy gets his dick cut off? And then like a few scene, a few episodes. Oh wait, do you mean Reek? Yes. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Theon Greyjoy. And then a few maybe episodes later, a season later, it's known that he doesn't have a dick. He's in a fight with like this Viking kind of dude on a beach, and then he kicks kicks him in the nuts, but it doesn't do anything because he doesn't Damn. have a dick. That's Brendan's the guy who kicks him in the nuts. Okay, so he was <laughs> oh, in, he was that's pretty. He was funny. in a scene of Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. So if I saw him on the street, I wouldn't recognize yeah, him. Yeah, but you know how awesome this story is that he okay. told us? What? I love stories like this. Yeah. He got asked to do season eight Game of Thrones, but obviously pre before it went downhill, pre before everyone yeah, was hating well, on season, it. Yeah. So the show when it was arguably- it's the biggest show biggest, of all time. Biggest show of all time. He got asked to play a separate role, I guess, to make him look different in yeah. the final season because he knew the directors and stuff. Instead, he was like, nah, actually, I'm not going to do that. I've already committed to this small play. That's that pretty I've cool. Then, so he, he, and everyone thought he was crazy. He's like, everyone just thought I was a lunatic. Like, what, what do you mean? It's Game of Thrones. Yeah. Biggest show in the world. He said no. Did the play. And then the person who was casting Avatar 2 went to this play in like That's a 150 crazy. seater. And was wow. like, I love the way you commanded the space. I think you'd be great for this James Cameron movie coming up. But didn't <laughs> oh. say, couldn't say Avatar 2 was like, there's a big James Cameron movie in the works. One of the eight Avatar movies he's shooting simultaneously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. I love the way you commanded this small space. I think you'd command a four by four green screen room. But it's James the same Cameron of, real well. But it's this. Oh, wasn't it? He described it like it was this indie. <laughs> Was he being Is humble? Is it like the National Theatre or something? Yeah. Uh, I was being humble. <laughs> I don't know. Plays? <laughs> Little dudes on Broadway doing he fucking guys in, and dolls or some shit. He was on a three-week residency at he Madison Square He said it was Square like in Garden. a small little yeah. room. <laughs> it was because it was the debut of something that then became a play. Right. Okay. But still. It was a big deal. Okay, it wasn't yeah. a small room. That's really funny. Okay. But, okay, um, that's pretty cool. That was a cool story that I was like, that's dope because like he said no to... Game of Thrones and but and great but like didn't was it was in the L season so so yeah, chose yeah. not to be in the L season and then got one of the biggest movies in the world Avatar two yeah that is pretty wild it that's does, a pretty lucky chain of events yeah it yeah, does remind me of to do. it does remind mm. me of uh, when I was uh, nineteen years old and I turned down a job um, on the Australian Children's Television News program behind the news and then I moved to Melbourne <laughs> and now I have a podcast in Montmorency <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not that is, that is quite this. the butterfly effect, isn't it? <laughs> Blake did ABC Kids. Yeah. <laughs> we did explore this another time. Yeah. yeah. Maybe next week. But yeah, anyway, that's my little story. He was a lovely guy. Came to watch my show in London. Cool. Yep. And um, I don't know. I like meeting interesting people. I, I think regardless, I don't care if he's not the most mm. famous dude in the film. No, that's a very I cool story. I en- enjoyed talking to him because he had like, I don't know. Good I yarns. guess I was super interested that is a, it's a cool story, though, Very regardless. Nice. He was a lovely guy. Damn. You know, hey, listen, Ed Sheeran was only in one episode of Game of Thrones, and I've been told he's a pretty big deal as well. So <laughs> yeah, in some circles, it's all about perception. Yeah, That really blew him up. Game that campfire blew- scene in Game of Thrones. Game now, of Thrones you know, blew up Ed Sheeran. Okay, chain of events. Ed Sheeran's in Game of Thrones. Next minute, arenas. Stadiums. Yep. You do the math. Game of Thrones is the plane. Yeah. Ed Sheeran's the West Tower. Yeah. Blew him up big time. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. Next and week. On- the song Shape of You is the American government. The real reason as to why it happened. <laughs> <laughs> we still got it, baby. We still got it. God. All right. See you guys next week on BLT. All right. Hit the boys. outro. 
Loving can hurt. Loving can hurt. That's not the outro. We're hitting the outro now. Bye.